This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. I hope you're well. So the Euro draw, it's been looming for a while now. Ever since we qualified back in October, eyes were upon it. Then, as we established ourselves as a pot one team, we all began to work out the potentials. Who would play, where and the likes. So, let's quickly get into it. If I asked you at the beginning, would you take Denmark, Slovenia and Serbia? Would you have said yes? I think, like me, you probably would have. It certainly could have been a lot worse. Maybe Turkey, the Netherlands and Italy, maybe. I'll run through all six groups in a moment. But as I've previously said on the podcast, I do like a draw. I like the build-up to it. The anticipation, how they how they go about presenting it. It's all those little moments, the guides to the country and the cities. I know many people uh, just want to cut to the crux of it and find out who we're going to be playing, but I like it all like that. And maybe this one was over a little quicker than normal. All seemed to be done and dusted in the best part of 40 minutes as I was watching it on, I actually watched it on UEFA TV, but I know they they had it on the BBC as well. As we know, the Euros, they are being hosted in Germany next year. So the draw naturally came from there, from Hamburg, one of the host cities. It's a massive port city in the north. It's a city I've been to, uh, quite like it there, although I went in January when it was incredibly cold. Uh, So it all kicked off with some orchestral music from the German Music Council to kind of set the scene. Italy's Gianluigi Buffon uh, brought the trophy into the auditorium and then was then joined by a host of previous players. Brian Laudrup, Thomas Rosicki, Wesley Schneider, Sammy Kadira, David Silva and our very own Steve McManaman. Uh, They all took their places with their balls and bowls high up on the stage on a set that wouldn't look out of place on an ITV game show hosted by, I don't know, Bradley Walsh or Lee Mack. And as always, the master of ceremonies was UEFA's Giorgio Marchetti. We'll come back to uh, Mr Marchetti in a moment. Now, they told us that the uh, the official music artists for the tournament will be Medusa, One Republic and Kim Patras. So basically, their songs will be pumped out throughout the tournament, probably as goal music as well. They also introduced the mascot, Albart, a German teddy bear with a multicoloured shirt and German flag-coloured boots. Chosen by schoolchildren, apparently. You may remember the last time Germany hosted the Euros was back in 1988. Back then, it was a rabbit called Bernie. Black shirt, red shorts, yellow socks and a white headband. 
A little before my time, though, were Tip and Tap, were two young boys from the 1974 World Cup. And Golio was a lion from the 2006 World Cup held in Germany. So back to the draw. Let's crack ours out first. That's what we're here for. As we were in pot one, out we came, drawn into place C4. Then came Denmark in C2, Slovenia C1, and then finally Serbia as C3. Dates for all those games. Sunday the 16th of June, Serbia in Gelsenkirchen. Eight o'clock kickoff here in the UK. Add an hour on for Germany, so 9pm over there. Thursday the 20th against Denmark in Frankfurt. 5pm UK, 6pm Germany. And then Tuesday the 25th of June, Slovenia in Cologne. 8pm UK, 9pm Germany. So we do know that all of our group matches are conveniently you could say are in the western side of Germany and stadium wise they're all on the smaller to mid-sized sizes with regards to capacity. Gelsenkirchen is the arena Aufschalke or you may know it as the Veltins arena home to Schalke. It's a stadium with a retractable roof holds 50,000 Not the fondest of memories for us here. 2006, Portugal knocked us out on penalties. Think Ronaldo, winking. Frankfurt's Waldstadion, home of Eintracht Frankfurt, 48,000. Let's go back to 1988. We lost here to the Soviet Union in the Euros. Stadium's changed a little bit since then, but we beat Paraguay in the first knockout round of the 2006 World Cup, with an early David Beckham free kick. And then Cologne, the Rhine Energy Stadion. 47,000 that holds, home of FC Köln. This is a stadium where you may remember we played Sweden in 2006. Michael Owen won't have fond memories of that, although Joe Cole, on the other hand, probably does. From a Personal point of view, each of those grounds I've not been to before, inside that is, although I've I've walked up to the Frankfurt one, it's quite an imposing one from the outside, two massive pillars reach high into the sky at the entrance. So opponents, Serbia, a nation technically we've not faced before, although we played Serbia and Montenegro in 2003 at Leicester, winning 2-1 in a friendly. But in 2006, they both became fully independent of each other. And they qualified behind Hungary in second place in Group G, winning four out of eight, drawing and losing two each. Interestingly, Denmark and Slovenia, well, they were both in the same qualifying group together. Group H, both with... Identical records, although Denmark topped it on the head-to-head, but they both won seven, drew one and lost two. Between them, they drew one all in Slovenia and Denmark won 2-1 in Copenhagen. So what's our record against them all? Well, as I mentioned, we've never played Serbia. Um, So 
that's the unknown really isn't it Denmark we've played 22 times won 13 drawn five and lost four our Euro history against them you may remember 1992 the Euros in Sweden we drew Denmark in the group stage we drew nil nil and then of course the semi-final of Euro 2020 one two one. Remember Harry Kane taking the penalty. Schmeichel saved it. Harry Kane scored from the rebound. Lasers pointing in Schmeichel's face that day, wasn't it? And Slovenia? Well, we played them six times, one five, drawn one, never lost to them. And we have never met them at a previous Euros. Last met them October 2017 in a World Cup qualifier. We won a goal to nil. So in my opinion, Serbia is the unknown. It's the possible banana skin. Denmark will be tough. And it could come down to needing a win against Slovenia. Or we could win the first two and already know we've qualified by the time Slovenia comes around. We just don't know. But on the whole... I reckon it's a fairly favourable group. We've got to be looking at qualifying. And with top two automatically going through and then you're getting into a third place, if if we don't qualify, then we've had a disastrous tournament, put it that way. So let's just roll through those other groups quickly. Group A, Germany were A1, so they were top of Group A. Drawn in with them were Scotland, Hungary and Switzerland. Germany-Scotland is the opening game. Wow, that's that's quite an exciting one. Obviously, for the Scots, all the pressure will be pretty much on Germany, you'd imagine. Scotland will be going there well, looking to get a result. And I can see Scotland maybe getting a third place. And if it falls their way they might be able to sneak themselves through to the knockouts. We'll have to wait and see. Group B, if you're going to have a group of death, I guess it's going to be this one, isn't it? Spain, Croatia, Italy, Albania. But like I say, three teams could qualify from that group. So do we really have a group of death these days? I don't know. But that's the one probably a lot of excitement will be looked upon. Group C, we already know about. That's ours, Slovenia, Denmark, Serbia, England. Group D, playoff winner A. So the playoffs are still yet to be played, but that will be one of Wales, Finland, Poland or Estonia. Now they are in with the Netherlands, Austria and France. Netherlands against France, that's a uh, that's a tough one as well, isn't it? Both you'd expect to qualify, but I believe that they were both together in their qualifying as well. Group E, Belgium, Slovakia, Romania, and one from the playoff winner of B, so one of Bosnia-Herzegovina, Ukraine, Israel, or Iceland. And then Group F, Turkey, playoff winner C, come to that in a minute, Portugal and the Czech Republic, Czechia they're calling themselves now. Group F, playoff winner C is one of Georgia, Luxembourg, Kazakhstan or 
Greece. I'm guessing you'd be looking at, I don't know, Turkey, Portugal, Czech Republic. I think any one of those could top that group. Interesting. Do you know what? I'm glad we are not holding out waiting for one of those playoff winners, personally, like we were in the last tournament when we had to wait for Scotland. It's kind of loses its magic when you're still waiting for for another nation to join the group, doesn't it? So, yeah, fortunately, we're not waiting on that one. I guess I should mention the incident whilst the draw was commencing. <laughs> a well-known prankster, YouTube prankster, hid a mobile phone in the auditorium and live-streamed himself ringing through sex noises that came through loud and clear whilst the draw was in progress. You may remember he'd done similar for a BBC match a, a year or two ago, which caught out Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, I think. But it's kind of worn a bit thin now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's amusing for the when you first hear it, but when it keeps going on... Now, oh, grow up, mate. You're a grown man. No noise anymore. So the first group completed is the group of Germany, group A, Germany, Scotland, Hungary, Scotland. And Switzerland. So now we know who we've drawn in the summer's Euros. We've blitzed Skyscanner. Thoughts can now turn to not just the squad, but who we'll warm up against. Obviously, we know we have Brazil and Belgium in March. But come the end of May and early June, the FA and Gareth will be looking at suitable opponents that play similar styles to those that we've been drawn against. Well, that's the usual line trotted out. Brazil and Belgium will be played at Wembley, but it's highly likely these warm-up games will be played on the road. As Wembley, well, it has League One and Two playoffs on the 18th and 19th of May, the FA Cup final on the 25th, uh, the Championship playoff final the 26th of May, Champions League final on the 1st of June, there is also the Rugby League Challenge Cup final taking place on the 8th of June. And then the stadium, well, it basically becomes a music venue for the summer uh, as Taylor Swift, Green Day and Bruce Springsteen take over. So preparation will be needed for those as well, which kind of leaves not a great deal of wriggle room for England to play there. So let's take a look back at what's happened in the past that might give some sort of indication. Well, the last Euros, as we know, was the postponed 2020 edition played in 2021. Do I need to tell you, obviously, because of the pandemic? Well, the group stages of the finals saw us take on the Czech Republic, Scotland and Croatia. Now, to warm up for those... On the 2nd of June, we played Austria and the 6th of June, Romania, both at Middlesbrough's Riverside Stadium. I remember the two journeys up to there, both 1-0 victories, both with reduced crowds. 
both games didn't really give us much of an insight as to what was to come in the days and weeks to follow. Although maybe it did actually, in hindsight, as we uh, we only beat the Czech Republic and Croatia by the same scoreline. Uh, but Austria and Romania were our warm-up opponents for the last Euros. 2016, the group stages, we were drawn against Russia, Slovakia and Wales. Now, to warm up for those, we played three games on the road. 22nd of May, we beat Turkey 2-1 at Manchester City. That was the Etihad, of course. 27th of May, we beat Australia 2-1 at Sunderland's Stadium of Light. And on the 2nd of June, we hosted Portugal at Wembley, winning that game by a goal to nil. 2012, uh, you may remember the Euros were in Poland and Ukraine. Uh, We played our games in Ukraine. We were drawn against France, Sweden and the hosts. Happy memories of that tournament. Uh, To warm up for those, we faced Norway on the 26th of May. That was away in Oslo. Won that by a goal to nil. Uh, And then on the 2nd of June, we beat Belgium at Wembley by a goal to nil. 2008 was an Annas Horribilis, as our late Queen may have said. No qualification for Austria and Switzerland for us. Although, interestingly, we weren't considered as being ideal preparation opponents for any other qualified teams. Perhaps we really were that bad. Um, But we did play two games that summer. The 28th of May, we beat the United States 2-0 at Wembley. And then some of you may remember this one. You may have taken the trip to Trinidad and Tobago on the 1st of June. Uh, We won that 3-0 away from home. A game that I would have loved to have gone to, but just didn't happen. 2004, the Euros in Portugal. We faced France, Switzerland and Croatia. That summer, to warm up for that, we had an FA Summer Tournament. Hosted at Manchester City's ground. Wasn't known as the Etihad back then. It was known as the City of Manchester Stadium in Eastlands. You may remember we drew one all with Japan on the 1st of June and on a few days later, the 5th of June, we beat Iceland 6-1. 2000, the Euros held in Belgium and the Netherlands. We we played Portugal, Germany and Romania in that ill-fated tournament. You may remember that one, but to... Some summer friendlies for that on the 27th of May. We drew with Brazil, 1-0. Then on the 31st of May, we beat Ukraine 2-0 at Wembley. And then the 3rd of June, we beat Malta away by two goals to one. Let's go back one more. 1996, that home Euros that we've all got fond memories of. Switzerland, Scotland and the Netherlands in the group stage. Now, prior to the Switzerland game, England hadn't played a competitive match since the last qualifier for the 1994 World Cup. That was against San Marino in 1993. 
Yes, that one. The one where they famously scored after 7.3.4 seconds. Coincidentally, actually, scoring goals is something San Marino have been doing for fun of late, haven't they? <laughs> well, back in uh, 1996, we faced Hungary at Wembley on the 18th of May. And of course, there was the infamous trip to China where we beat the Chinese 3-0 in Beijing. And I think we also played an unofficial match against a Hong Kong Golden Eleven. I think was something like that. But that trip will be more remembered for the off-pitch antics. China Jump Club and the Dentist Chair. So, yeah. As I say, let's stop there. Otherwise, we'll keep going back far and far and far way back. But the questions remain. Who, why, when and where? Well, where? You've possibly seen the rumour in a recent Daily Mail story that St James's Park, Newcastle, is a leading candidate to host one of two of England's pre-Euro games. Uh, the other one, also likely to be on the road too, is what it says. No suggestion that it be away either, but it's early days yet. The last time we played at Newcastle was in March 2005 when we beat Azerbaijan. But we've played there six times previous. Be good. I've, uh, I've never been to St James's Park. Although I would be disappointed incredibly disappointed if we were to be playing Saudi Arabia in a friendly. Can't see it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Old Trafford seems an obvious choice. England have played regularly there. Curveball could be Bristol City. Both the under-21s and the Lionesses have played there, so they kind of got the FA's approval stamp. But I do wonder if Villa Park we'll get a game. I'm pretty sure, just as COVID hit, we were scheduled to play there, and it's yet to be fulfilled. So, who? Well, all the rumours recently were about Argentina being an opponent, but that didn't materialise, uh, and we ended up with Brazil. There was noise that Argentina wanted in the region of £5 million to play the game. Brazil, I'd imagine, maybe a touch less, simply because they're not World Cup holders, uh, but they won't have been cheap. So would the FA lay out a huge amount for a another big opponent? I'm inclined to say no. So, with our opponents now known, could we be looking at a friendly against a Balkans team to match Serbia and Slovenia? Greece, maybe. And then a Scandinavian side to match Denmark, Sweden or Norway, who incidentally, neither of whom have qualified for next year. Who knows? We shall have to wait and see. Well, that's it from me. All my two pennies worth. I hope you've enjoyed it. Stay subscribed as I've got plenty more coming your way in the run up to Christmas and in the new year. Uh, I'll be looking at getting a more in-depth look at all our venues and opponents. So plenty to look forward to. Don't forget, you can follow the show on social media. Just search Three Lions Podcast. 
come and say hi. So until the next time, take care of yourselves. Cheers. <laughs>